Welcome to Random Acts of Conversation with Monica and Scott. Before we get started, I just want to tell you a little bit about what we're drinking here. So if you had been listening to the podcast, you know that I went up on a wine tour with Scott's wife, Katie, and our friend, Kelly, and we toured some of the vineyards. And one of the ones that we really, really liked was called Cogdell Vineyards, which is the home of Little Man Winery. And I am drinking right now their Merlot, which is fantastic. And it's run by this woman named Susan, and she's such a lovely woman. And we had a great conversation, and we had a glass of wine, and we sat outside in the vineyard and overlooking this beautiful landscape. And uh, if, if you live in the area of Holland and South Haven, Cogdell Vineyards is located in South Haven, Michigan really recommend that you stop by there. Also, if you've been listening to our podcast, we would really appreciate it if you would consider subscribing to the podcast so you don't miss any of the very fun-filled episodes that we have. Subscribing is free, and we appreciate any support that you can give us, and so think about doing that. That said, I have a question for you, Scott. (laughs) Would you rather... Oh, my God. Would you rather... That's the, the, like, everything starts poorly with would you rather. I know. I feel like I played this game in college and it was a nightmare. Right. I can't, I can't guarantee it won't be today either. Oh, my God. Would you rather only live for 20 more years and have zero regrets or live for 50 more years but die with regrets? Hmm. I mean, let's do some math here. I mean, do I really want to live to be 90? Well, I know I don't. <laughs> uh, like, I don't know. That's I probably wa- probably would want some regrets and live to fifty because uh, I'd want to be able to see my kids' kids a little bit longer. I think. Yeah. But I mean, I thought you you probably think you would trick me up with that. No, I didn't think I would trick you up. In fact, I didn't really know what the answer, and I had thought about it just a little bit. I think that. I, uh, I think I would probably want to live to 50 with regrets. Not because I want to live to be 94, though, because I don't. I really just want to live to be 85, and then I'm out. That's your number. That's my number. Yeah, because I, I don't want to live long enough to see everyone I love around me die. Would you live in an old folks' home? Oh, for sure. That's like college dorm for old people. I know, right? Like, I'm trying to figure out what, what number is my number to where I'm going to tell my kids... I want to go party in an old folks area because, like, it just seems like a lot of fun. Sun City, Arizona, you heard of it? No. It's a city in Arizona. You have to be 55 or older to live in it. No kids are allowed. My grandmother lived there. That's why I know. So I visited. My God. Talk about, what is it, the uh, the loofah sponges on the golf carts, the swingers? Is that what that means? Yeah. What are you, you, ta- lo- what are you, you talking lo- about? When you have a loofah sponge on your golf cart, it means you're a swinger. Where? In Sun City, Arizona. <laughs> no way. It is. That's what it means. No, the last place, well, I can't believe you just said that, but the last place I want to go when I retire is Arizona. Why? Because uh, it's too hot. Yeah, but it gets rid of a lot of ailments like arthritis. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm done at that point. When do you want to die? Like, when would you feel like you want to die? Are you one of those people that are like, I want to live to be 150 if I could? Oh, I'd be the longest living Emmert, I think. Because your family dies young. Well, 
traditionally, not, well, I mean, whatever the new definition of young is, you know, they say 40 is the new 30, 30. or whatever, but no, um, I don't have a number. Just want to see how it goes. I don't want to get old. Like, I don't want to lose my faculties. It's got really morbid really quick. I know, it did. We were talking about regrets for a minute. So, like, what kind of regrets do you have in your life? I don't have any. Oh, come on. I really, I really don't. I don't even understand that logic. How could you not have any regrets? You don't because regret... Because everything that you've done has gotten you to the place that you are now. Sure. And if you're happy with you, your life now, then there's no regrets. So basically, if I say that I have regrets, I'm telling you that I'm unhappy with my life, and that's, mm. that's false. I don't think that you're telling me that. Because I think some things that you could do, like, okay, so one of the regrets that I have, and Joe and I have together, is that we never lived in downtown Detroit and lived, like, the single life because we were eight years married before we had Jacob. And that sounds like luck. How is that luck? I don't want to live in downtown Detroit. Too many one-way streets. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right then. But I don't think that we, we lived. We lived in a small city. Kate and I did. We lived in uh, Wilmington, Delaware. That is a small city. You know, I Delaware is kind of on my bucket list of places to go. Yeah, I mean, you don't pay tax on stuff when you buy it. I just think it's cool. It's the first state. It's the first one. Right. Yeah. So it would be cool to go there. Not. Nah, it's not. I mean, it's. It was fun to live there. Very fun to live there. But, I mean, besides the beaches and the University of Delaware, there wasn't a lot of, like, fun stuff to do besides go to the beach and hang out in Newark, Delaware. <laughs> All right, fair enough. But, I mean, I don't have any regrets. If you could do any profession other than the one that you're doing, what would you want to do? I don't know. <laughs> we, you, I knew this was coming. I knew somehow my wife was going to plant this. She did in your, not. In your brain, so you could have me mention on air to everybody listening what my profession was supposed to be. Actually, no, that didn't. That conversation never happened, but now I'm intrigued. Um, I was supposed to be like a background dancer. Oh, that's right, because you like are Justin Timberlake fan. Yeah, but before him, I was a new addition. Oh, my God. When they, they broke in, like, all the dancing and stuff. And then I was really a fan of Bobby Brown and before Whitney. Um, and, uh, and after Bobby Brown, I mean, everybody started kind of, like, picking it up. My first ever concert was an MC Hammer concert. Have you ever been to one of those? I hate concerts. Oh, my God. You, I don't know. <laughs> Uh-oh. Dave, Dave I, have you ever been to an MC Hammer concert? No, I haven't. Um, it's a spectacle. Like, it, it's, it's the greatest show on earth. Like, you talk about a circus. Yeah. It had, I'm exaggerating a little bit, maybe 100 people on stage at once, mm -hmm. all doing the same choreo and everything. Hmm. Like, everyone talked about, like, ha, how did MC Hammer go broke? Be, like, if he paid those people... <laughs> <laughs> that has to be a reason why. Yeah. But that was my first concert. I think I was, um, my soccer coach took me. My soccer coach and his, uh, I want to say fiance at the time or maybe girlfriend, took me and like three, two other kids um, mm. to an MC Hammer concert. And that was my first one. And then my next one was a Boys to Men concert. Do you remember them? Oh, yeah. Um, and, and it was at Pine Knob, which is now DTE. And you know who opened for them? Destiny's Child. 
It was when they were just starting. And I remember thinking, ah, these guys are okay. We were on the lawn, you know, and you know how there's always like two annoying people next to you at the lawn. Um, but I mean, I don't go to a ton of concerts, but the ones that I go to, I remember tremendously. Why do you go, I don't understand the draw to going to a concert, to pay money for things that you could listen to on the radio and not have to like work your way through crowds. You can't really see because... No, you're missing the charisma. No. Th the there is, the, the, the crowd interaction. I um, I think it was the... I like crowds. Is it the Matt Nathanson or Nate Matheson band? I forget it Dave was. Dave Matthews? Nope. Oh. No, nah, I wouldn't listen to the yodeler. But I love I'm Dave Matthews. Oh my gosh, no. And, um, but we went to a band. He was opening up for Philip Phillips, and it was at um, Oakland University, uh, Meadowbrook Theater. And he had, it was a concert slash comedy show. It was awesome. His interaction with the crowd, um, getting people to, to sing along, and then like telling jokes throughout. Give you, they also give you the background of the song on how it was built, how it was developed. Like some of the, some of the ones that I've enjoyed, they'll be like, this next song uh, we made at two o'clock in the morning, and they give you a little bit of background. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so that like, when I went to an Usher one, he didn't give a lot of, he didn't give a lot of background. And I, obviously, because my first, my first career was supposed to be a backup dancer. I was just watching like the dancing, but it turned into like a, uh, like, hey girls, look at me type oh. concert. Mm -hmm. It was really. Got all Playboy. It, it got really kind of like, if I had kids, I would cover their eyes. Oh, wow. Like he, he, yeah, he brought a, um, like a couch on stage and brought a girl up and. Oh, wow. Yeah. Some was, stuff. Yeah. I thought it was going to be a little bit more appropriate. Not so much. But, but like the, the, I loved cause he can sing, right. And he can entertain, but I think my favorite concert of all time had, had to have been the MC Hammer one. I know it's so lame to say. Did you take dance lessons? Like what made you want to get I, I did not. I did not take dance lessons. Um, no, I, when I was... I used to take dance lessons. Did you? I, when I was... Uh, my sister did. And I remember um, my mom, they had Mickey Mouse Club tryouts, I think when I was in um, third grade. Oh, wow. And I was, um, was going to try out, and I actually didn't have the courage to. But like Dance Dynamics, my sister went to Dance Dynamics. I think it's still in Wald Lake, downtown Wald Lake. Do you regret it, not trying out for Mickey Mouse? I don't, because I realized later I couldn't sing. <laughs> oh, yeah, you have to be able to sing. But, like, during those tryouts, that's when, um, after those tryouts is the year that, like, Christina Aguilera mm -hmm. and all those guys came out, and I'm like, I'm like, holy cow, like, that was the year that everyone tried out, and they ended up all being from, like, the same area anyway. Yeah. But, no, I, I wanted, that was, like, my... That was your thing. And then, wow. so, I didn't, the only reason why I started to learn how to dance is because I went to, um... I say she's my cousin, but like close family friend that we call cousins. I went to her wedding. And Dave might know it, you might know it, I'm not sure. You know that song where it would be like, Do the Bird? You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, I, I even know that song. The groomsmen and the, um, the groom were doing it, dancing during the whole entire, like that, that, during that song. And they had like, I don't know if it was a choreographed song or maybe like everybody knew what it was. And I remember being a little kid like, this is amazing. Wow. Like, 
this is this is it, you know. So. Is that Morris Day? The the person who sings it, mm-hmm. I have no clue. From uh, Purple Rain. Might be. Purple Rain. Oh my God. <laughs> Purple so, Rain. So then after that, like. So that was when MTV actually played videos. Oh, I know, back in the day. So when I record, like, I used to take the tape recorder and I'd watch MTV and any time, like, a Bobby Brown song came on or anything to do with dance, um, I would record it. And I was a visual learner, so I would just watch it and then do it. And that was... Mm pretty much how it existed. And my sister and I used to make up dances in junior high for like the junior high dances. Oh my God. Yeah. That's I know. So I've seen you dance. You're a good dancer. I feel like I'm losing like 836 cool points right yeah, now. Yeah, definitely. You're gaining. <laughs> yeah, gaining. <laughs> you know, but, but that leads me to think, you know, I have friends who have boys who are like, I don't want them in gymnastics. I don't want them in ballet. I don't want them in dance. And because it's not like manly enough or whatever, which I completely disagree with because my thing is when you're a high school girl, it's pretty sexy to have to see a guy who can move and do flips and all those kinds of things. Agreed to an extent when you're talking about sexiness. Like, I mean... But you have to start somewhere. I know, but I don't know if ballet is going to do it for a, for a dude. It makes you agile, flexible. I agree. I mean, our, I mean like, my favorite show right now is World of Dance. Have you seen that uh, one? I've never heard of it. It's out right now. Mm-hmm. It's like a... And, like, I, I'm, I'm a YouTube junkie when it comes to, like, watching, um, like, a few of them, like Casey Rice and all those guys. Like, I, they're all young. They're, like, 16 through 25. And uh, I'm lame. I'm the lame 40-year-old that, like, watches them and likes to duplicate what they do. Are you doing that now? Like, you watch them and now you dance in Ad- the Addison and I dance in the kitchen to That's that That's so stuff. much fun. Like, Addison, Addison put a video out on Twitter um, trying to duplicate one of their dances. And, God, it was the cutest thing ever. And Addison's eight years old. Yes, Addison is eight. And um, she's picking up the sassiness of some of these dancers because she's watching them with mm-hmm. me. She put it up. I put it up on Twitter for her on my handle. And I said, I tagged one of the girls in it, uh, Jade Shanoff, I think it was. And uh, she's in uh, a few movies now and TV shows, and she still does the dance thing. So I tagged her in it, and I said, looks like she's mastering your choreo or something like that. And she responded to it. Oh, wow. She responded to Addison. Tell her, like, because she was sticking out her tongue as she was doing it. Tell her, tell her the tongue game is on point or something like that. It looks great or something. And I'm sitting there like, that was my first experience with Twitter, with somebody like actually replying. Cause oh, yeah. I, I've never was like a Twitter person. And I showed Addison and her eyes lit up. And ever since then, she's been like, she's been trying to do all the dances and stuff. You should get her into dance. I, I should, but I, I like, I didn't do it. <laughs> I didn't do it. But you could no, get I her. Didn't, it's not that I didn't get her in it, but like, I, I didn't think I needed it. Well, you might not have, but, like, she's eight years old, and maybe she can be the next, Listen, I can't believe I'm saying this because I live in a, uh, I I work in an industry where things have become structured versus the unstructured, Um, but um, I think she'll learn better if she learns on her own. Is that bad? It's just naive. Is it naive? Yeah, like, that's... I think I did all right. Yeah, you do. You definitely have good... You know, you're a good dancer, but don't you think if you, I think that there's always a place to learn, like you can get the finer tuning of the movements and everything like that. There's that extra step. Yeah. No pun intended. <laughs> there was a pun intended there. there was. <laughs> a little no, bit intended. No, I, I get it. Like, 
part of me, like when you when you watch some of these kids, what they can do now, and I, that's with any sport. Like when I watch like basketball clips mm-hmm. or soccer clips of some of these young kids, and I'm like, man, I wish I had what they had growing mm-hmm. up, you know. Um, so part of me is like, maybe we should be doing that. But like, some I don't know if I want my child in that world. I know. It like it got a bad rap when that dance moms. I know, aired and then came on. She, yeah. But a lot of those a lot of those girls that were on that show are now part of this like YouTube group. Like they've 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 left that whole dance mom arena or genre of mm-hmm. dancing, and they've gone to more of like a hip hop, like. But they're probably still me. I'm sounding like a really, really lame person right now. No. <laughs> I, just, I just realized that. Like, I, I, I'm listening to my... How much did you bench press today? Oh, my God, Save yeah. Save yourself, Scott. Holy cow. 300 pounds. You know, I... This is not really... Like, a, I, don't, I don't regret not, not like, dancing. Not I don't. Dancing, like because so- soccer was my version of it. You know, like dancing on a field. You definitely have to have a lot of footwork in soccer. That's for sure. But I don't. I don't regret not doing it because I still get a chance to do it at weddings and stuff. I wish that I knew how to dance. (laughs) I and I took. I took dance. I took ballet. I took jazz. I feel like maybe that's my point right there. I know, but maybe I. It's kind of like when you're tone deaf. They say that everybody can learn to sing, unless you're tone deaf, because then you cannot actually hear the notes. I think I might be tone deaf. I don't think I could learn to sing. I'm not good at it. I can't. I used to be in choir. In God, the, man, there goes all of my man Oh, my cards. gosh. We are learning so much about Scott today. No, my, my buddy was a fantastic singer, and I just want to hang out with my friends in mm-hmm. choir. I got a letter that said, I think it was a very generic letter. Like, I'm sorry, you suck. It, it was, no, it was a, a letter that said, hey, we're looking for people in choir, and I, I like, took it as, oh, they think I can sing. <laughs> <laughs> So I, I dropped. It was like, to whom it may concern. Yeah, it was. We're looking for people. Like no, they actually had my name on it. So oh, like, yeah, because they did a mail merge. Right. So <laughs> whatever. And so I uh, dropped band and um, went to choir and was in choir for puberty. And by the time I left choir, um, I had a very deep voice. <laughs> but when I entered it, I was like the highest. I don't know what they call it, an alto you're the music the man. Soprano was the highest. No, right? that's for girls though. For no, guys, for guys, it was a, it was an alto. Yeah, alto. Oh, it is. Um, yeah. See, come on. You got to I don't know. You got to know the arena I that know. you're in. If I had one like talent, singing would be it. Like I wish I had a really good voice. I mean, I don't know that many people that wouldn't ask for that. But not as like the top one. Like that's what I would like to be able to do. I really wish I could sing, sing. Well, I mean, if I could sing, I'd be Justin Timberlake. Not necessarily, because my <laughs> brother-in-law Nick sings really well. He does. And my thing is, but he, can he dance? <laughs> he doesn't need to know how to dance. But he—it's it, really just a matter of being having the right. He can play a good guitar him. too. Is that the guy that was jamming with you the other day yeah. at the? Yeah, he was. The bonfire. Jetty. He opened up for uh, Mike, Michael McDonald. Michael McDonald yesterday. Last night he opened for him, and he's really, really good. And if he could just find the right, like the right person to find him, he could make it just as big. Because there's a lot of people that. If you had a producer like Dave. Like Dave, I know. Google him. You could Google Nick Fujetti though, and you would find things. But I don't. This isn't really a regret of mine, but it's something that I wish that I would have done in hindsight, which nobody would have really ever known. But I. Uh, so I was a decent tennis player in high school, and I made it to number one singles relatively 
quickly, and I and I did well, like not to kind of like brag or anything, but like I was all city, all state, and I never had one lesson. Not all state, wasn't that good. All city, all league, and uh, I never had any lesson. I stepped on the court for the first time in my freshman year because that's how it was done back in the day. People didn't. I know, right? I know, and they didn't like. It's so unfair now. Like it's so unfair the way it's done now, but. If I would, I always think if I would have had lessons all growing up, I probably could have scholarship somewhere. That's not college. your regret, though. It's not a regret. It's that's not like I you said. said no. Well, that's it's nobody's fault because who would have known that? But it's I, your parents' fault. I, they failed you. I, no, I never expressed my. <laughs> Just like you're telling me, I'm failing Addison right now. But I will say, like, it does really bother me the unlevel playing field that there are for people in sports, really in anything, not just sports, but I'm gonna use sports as an example. Like you get you get to like the high school level and you're suddenly like doing super well. Like in the in the district that I work at, which is affluent tennis for example, like these kids, they can afford to go to all these private lessons. But you know, Sally nobody walks onto the court, doesn't have that kind of so what's the difference? I can't believe you're bringing up sports. I love it when I can get a conversation that I'm going to win. So here we go. I love it when you're so confident. So what is the difference between somebody in sports that is paying for these private lessons and somebody in academics that's paying for a tutor? Nothing. There's no difference. Well, I mean, you're not saying that grades nowadays are unfair. No, they're unfair too. I, that's what I said. I'm only I use sports in this, as an example because that's where we were going. But academics, I, I don't like the way academics are either. It's totally unfair. People take ACTs over and over and over again. When I took it, it was once, and that's what you got. And maybe I slept well, maybe I didn't the night before. People have tutors, and they're suddenly getting like really good grades in classes and and teachers are feeling pressured from parents. So do you think that's the parents fault? No, it's not the parents fault. It's the institution's fault. It is an institutional oppression. Oppression. <laughs> that's what you're going with. That's what I'm going with. It's a big word. It sounded good. Oh my lord. But it is. Like the people in affluent areas have access to opportunity. No, this is not this is not an affluent it area is. issue. It is. No, hundred percent. This is University of Michigan or Michigan State or um, University of Arizona since you love the state so much. Right? <laughs> this is them saying this is what you need in order to get into my school and and people realizing that what they're doing is just not, they need more in order to get into those schools. Mm -hmm. But they have access to resources. They can go to Kumai oh for math. God. They can oh my do God, we get in this argument all the time. Right, and every single time I'm right. <laughs> no, you're not. No, you're not. Every single time you can't prove me wrong. You, you can't prove yourself right. I just... How does that, I mean, what you're saying doesn't, I don't even know what you're saying, but what I'm saying definitely passes the out loud test. People have access to opportunity, and therefore they have more, you more privilege. You're coming, yeah, I knew it was coming. The word, the I word that coming. Scott hates is privilege. I was about to tell you, Dave, that here comes the word <laughs> privilege. And you know what, I, I, the, I the other day I was driving down Union Lake Road, <laughs> and there is a sign for a beach. And the name of the beach is Double Privilege Beach. And I, I thought of Monica um, <laughs> just right away. She throws that word Why around. Why do you hate that word so much? Oh, it's, like it's, got, such a, it's got such a negative connotation why, to it. Why does it have a negative t connotation to it? Because if you tell me that I'm privileged, 
I take offense to it. I know, because... Because I feel like I've earned everything that I've been... No, but you haven't. Like, if you would let me just speak for a minute... <laughs> this is taking an ugly turn. I know, it's taking an ugly turn, but it's like... This, this this is going to take an ugly turn. It's not. We're this is the last podcast for the Scott and Mo show. No, everybody. shut up. So you are a white man, yes? Oh, my God, here it comes. <laughs> you have privilege that you don't even know that you have. All right. Well, and then, the fact, why do you wait feel a second. Why do you feel like it's your job to tell me about it? I don't tell you about it. The, the fact that you don't think that, that you have privilege is evidence that you are privileged. My entire life, I thought I was Native American. I didn't think I was a white oh man. Oh, my God. <laughs> For those of you who will go to our website <laughs> at some point, you will see that Scott does not look Native American. Oh, you have to look it now in order to be it. If My you gosh, look if that's white, the most privileged thing that you've ever said. People are going to judge you. Shut up. People are going to judge you by the way that you look. A white man is indisputably the most privileged, privileged person in America. It is. <laughs> I'm sorry that you're a white man. Like, you should be happy. Like, that's great. You have a lot of opportunities. Okay, I regret being a white you man. You shouldn't. Like, that's white guilt. You don't need to have white oh, guilt. Oh, okay, that's the same thing. It, it's not. Like, so many white you people. You make me feel guilty I, for being privileged. I don't. I cannot make you feel anything, sir. <laughs> white guilt is, is, is like, it? your issue, not mine. No, like, everybody that yells at me for being privileged like yourself. I'm not yelling at you for being privileged. Absolutely, you are. How? You're trying to make me feel guilty. I am not trying to because... make you feel anything. <laughs> that is untrue. Oh, man. I regret this conversation. <laughs> I regret this podcast. This this particular everything. one. All right, ask me the next, what would you rather? Oh, my God, wait, I don't have one. Would wait, you, would you rather have grown up a... Wait, I, I might be able to find one if you give me a second. Oh, my God. I knew you weren't prepared. I regret you not being prepared. Would you rather be feared by all or loved by all? Isn't that the same? How is that the same? I know. Fear means love. I was getting that to get a rise out of you. Because you didn't get enough of one earlier. Yeah, because it's the privilege. Privileged man. Privileged man. Privileged white man. Um, did you say feared by all or loved by all? Yeah, would you rather be feared by all or loved by all? I mean, I can argue that you can be both. Feared and loved at the same time? Well, I mean, athletically. Why does everything come down to sports? I don't like that. Do you like, know who you you're like, sitting across from? Well, clearly you don't know who you're sitting across from, because every time I bring up privilege or anything like social justice, you're like, ah, you're, you're attacking me. Dave, if we could rewind, please. <laughs> tell me who here brought the sports metaphor or the sports ideal into this conversation. Was it myself? This is or, yeah. It was to make a point. And I don't appreciate the two white men hanging <laughs> oh up on me. <laughs> I'm a white woman, though, so I'm down one notch. <laughs> Jeez, old Pete. Anyways, answer the question. Would you rather be feared or loved? Um, it's, I don't know that many people would say feared. Oh, you don't? No. I do. I know some people who would much rather be feared because then they, they feel like they have control that way. I don't know one person oh my that God. would think that. I've worked for a lot of people, like bosses. Oh, jeez. I hope they're not listening. It's brutal. Well, they're, they're retired now, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> oh, that's even narrowed it down more. <laughs> You're digging your hole a little deeper. You regret digging that hole, don't you? I No, I don't. I do not regret that at all. But I have known a lot of people that have said, I would rather be fear. I don't know. Oh, excuse me. Sorry, I'm choking on wine. Um, I don't know a lot of people that would admittingly say that I would rather be feared than loved. They would admittingly say it. Like, okay. they would say out loud, oh, no, for sure. 
I would rather be loved than feared because nobody's going to paint themselves in a negative light. Right. So, and with fear doesn't come respect. So whatever the answer to that is, is, is what you're assuming about a person. Okay. But what's your answer? Well, I mean, now I've just stated that if I said loved, you might think it's fear. <laughs> no, do you regret? <laughs> We're no. regretting a lot in just uh, this episode. No, it, it, mine would be loved. But, like, if you ask people around me, they, um, they would think, really? Because you're not trying hard. Yeah, you, <laughs> like, you're misunderstood a lot by people, I think. But more in your head than in reality. I, I think. don't think so. I think it's more reality. I don't. I don't think that. I think more people like you than you think because I think that you think you rub people the wrong way right see I think I think you mistake like for tolerate (laughs) (laughs) I think they like Katie I think yeah more people tolerate me because they like Kate than versus like I think which is which is fine I I know my role (laughs) <laughs> I stay I stay in my lane. If somebody doesn't like you, does that mean they don't understand you? Me? Anybody, generally. Uh, no. It's hot down here. It's <laughs> For those of you guys that don't know, when Monica drinks, she gets the sweats. I also have hot flashes. Yeah, she's, she's, getting, she's getting to that age to where she has hot flashes. She, um, she regrets her age as well. Anyways, but... Class of 1886. Shut up. I, I do kind of feel like if you don't like somebody... Well, no, I don't know. If you don't like somebody, does it mean you don't understand them? No. I mean, I can understand. Like, I, I, I can understand people very well and just realize that I don't have the very same interests or personality as that person. Yeah, I think that I cannot like people that I understand. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think you didn't think that through. I didn't think it all the way through to the end. It's I think that you didn't think now. that I thought that you didn't think that through. Yeah, now I'm confused. It's a learning it, experience. It is to yeah. some extent. But I will tell you, <laughs> I will tell you that um, I am, when you say that I think you're just misunderstood, Kate does walk behind me almost. Like, she doesn't want to be associated. Literally walk behind me and be like, he's just joking. <laughs> oh, so she can, like, he's, smooth out he's, the edges. He's, he's just kidding. Like, it's like when you walk behind your kid and your kid, like, is, like, being a jerk and you're like, oh, I'm so sorry for what he just did. I'll take care of it. <laughs> like That's what we should have done for heroes and villains. You could have been the villain and Katie could have been the hero yeah. for our Aquakate thing. We probably would have won first place. You would have won Because everybody would have nodded their head and been like... Ah, okay. Yeah, I get it. I get it. But I think because you're married to Katie, who's like the sweetest person on earth, people are like, there must be something good about Scott. I know. It, it definitely levels it. <laughs> it, it. It definitely levels it. They're, they're either that or they're like, there must be something not good about Katie. No. Um, <laughs> I, I, think, I think they just realize Kate's very tolerant. She's a very patient person. I don't know. I argue with every one of her. Like, that's that's how you and I started. We just started arguing. It never stopped. Every one of her friends, I'm constantly arguing with. But, like, not arguing. We we say arguing. Banter. It's discussing slash joking slash... I don't argue with you, Dave. But I guess you were my friend before Kate's. I think that you do that. I mean, you're my friend because of Kate, but we (laughs) talked first. I saw you first. <laughs> Kate, Kate's nicer. I wonder, though, if you do that to kind of test oh the Oh, my God. Here it comes. 
There's always some psychological angle. I knew, I was wondering where you were going with this. 100% wondering where you're okay, going. Okay, so, but I do wonder, like, so you said, like, you always try to, like, banter, discuss, whatever, with all of Katie's friends, and and I wonder if you do that to see, like, what kind of, for you, it sees, it, it allows you to see what kind of person that they are, to see, like, okay, like, they're a cool person, or they're way too sensitive, or they're way too whatever, because you and I, when we started bantering, like, we disagree on most things, it seems. Well, everything. Well, not everything. We both really love your wife. <laughs> That's true. But uh, we disagree in most things. But I feel like we respect each other in the disagreement. And I think that when you... <laughs> I said with all due respect. <laughs> it's in the Geneva Convention. <laughs> Sorry, you don't know that movie quote. I don't. Girls are so horrible with movie quotes. I, well, no. I regret... Women's memories. That doesn't even make sense. Yeah, you guys have horrible memories. We have horrible memories. 100%. You guys always talk about how guys forget stuff. It's untrue. Oh my God, we're so going to talk about the difference between men and women in another podcast when we have more time. That we have better memories than you. That is not true. It's very selective. Oh my God. You remember all the dumb stuff. The important things. Like, no, you know, important things birthday. to you. No. I, what do you mean? I know all my kids' birthdays. <laughs> You don't know Joe's birthday. I do. You know why? Because he loves his birthday, because it's December 13th, 1969. Which is also his password and all that stuff if you want to hop on any of his accounts. That's not true. <laughs> if you're trying to break in, his social security number is also... <laughs> yeah. You know what came up on the radio today is um, they were talking about things that you can't stand paying for. And, like, somebody came up and they said, uh, I can't believe we're talking about regrets, but whatever. Um, somebody came up and they said, I hate paying for clothes. Like, I hate buying clothes because I don't have a job where you need to dress up. And I can relate to that. I never purchase clothes. Oh. All of my clothes are given to me from my work. And even when I'm not in work, I wear my work clothes because they're, like, basically sweats and a T-shirt or shorts and a T-shirt, right? And then somebody came up and they said, I hate when somebody spends money on flowers. Oh, yeah, because they die. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And... Um, then they started like comparing prices, of, like they digressed a little bit, kind of like we're doing a thousand times on this thing. Somebody pays $80 for a bouquet of flowers. That's dumb. That's, That's nuts. Totally. I, like I go up to Kroger and those flowers are fantastic. And somebody brought that up on the show. Like, and when I say fantastic, they do their job three days and they're out. You know, maybe four. Oh, mine have lasted longer than that sometimes. Well, there you go. And they're like nine ninety nine for a dozen. But if you buy, like, from a, a flower shop, like, a dozen of flowers, they have, like, a prep cost and all this other things. And you, you have to end up buying, like, $56. And it's nuts. It's stupid. You know what, um, where I buy my flowers from? Michael's. Why? Why do you buy flowers? Because they're fake. They're fake flowers. And I will tell you what, when I had that uh, cancer party, the can that sounds really bad. <laughs> I had cancer. Uh, everyone in my neighborhood was very generous and lovely and helped me and built a garden and, and a garden. And I had a thank you party. I regret and you having cancer. I, I kind of regret that, too. Uh, anyways, a, a lot of the women were like, where did you get these flowers? They're so pretty. Michael's. Got them from Michael's. Had them for four months. All of my flowers will come from Michael's now. Like, our flowers in our house that are from Michael's have, like, dust on them and stuff. Oh, yeah, you gotta <laughs> dust them. Yeah.
You know, one of my neighbors, I won't name who, has a pot of fake flowers on the porch. And from across the street, genius. you they look real. And it is genius because I feel like... Is it you, Dave? No, it's not. And I thought that's why you were giving yourself props. I would say this person's name because they should be proud of it because I think it no, is No, you can't genius. call them out like that because people probably think they're real. They do. That's why I'm not going to call them out. Yeah. But it's... It, I feel like Is I it me? Do I have flowers on it's my not porch? You, no. no. And the fact that you don't know, you're not detailed-oriented difference again. But Between I'm a guy and a girl? I'm not detailed-oriented either, though. So thank you for joining us on Random Acts of Conversation. This is Mo and Scott. Again, if you are enjoying our podcast, please consider subscribing to us. It's free, and that way you will not miss any interesting upcoming episodes. We would feel privileged. We would feel privileged. Deuces. Thank you. Thank you.